I'm starting to notice a common theme among some adults. And this is the idea that we were kind of raised without a society or parents or people around us who knew how to point us in the direction of our natural gifts and talents and our callings. And for many of us, we didn't have the internet, so we weren't aware of what was available. We weren't aware of the things that we could even pursue outside of kind of the standard uh, doctor, lawyer, actor, rock star, you know? And um, it's really fun because Anne and I get into that today and how she was able to find her calling. And it's so interesting, too, because we get into the things that light you up that you may not even know what they are, and yet you feel a charge around them. And that's pretty interesting. And then we also just hear how Anne really, really brought the sound bowl scene to Nashville. I think this was an absolutely delightful conversation, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So uh, take a listen. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. Hi, Anne. Hi, Liza. How are you? Doing well this morning. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. I feel like I need to um, I need to come up with like a different like hi. Like everything's just always like hi guest name. Hey. I feel like I need to make something more exciting. I don't know what yet, but <laughs> um, oh. I'm so excited to have you. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm so excited to have you on, and it was so fun because like most of my family knows you now. Oh. <laughs> Well, so yeah, because we did, my husband and I, for our anniversary, did a sound bath with you in April. And then my 13-year-old brought her friend to Sarah T. Huntress, if anyone's listened, I've I've had her on before. I brought her to the solstice celebration and she brought her friend. And so they were in a sound bath with you while I was doing a bunch of photo shoots Uh and they had the best experience. They were like, that was amazing. That was incredible. I fell asleep. I loved it. It was like, it was so great. So I just kept being like, I'm having Anne, like Sound Bowl Anne on today. And everyone was like, oh, yay. We love Anne. Can I just put that Sound Bowl Anne? I would like that to be my my title. Your new, yeah, your new Instagram handle, Sound Bowl Anne. Yeah, I think it works. You could just be known as SBA. Yeah, there you go. Short <laughs> yeah. and sweet. Yeah. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So um, you are on today as a guide mm. because you're one of the people helping to heal others and calm nervous systems and you know help as we travel the paths of our own journeys. Um, mm. And like I always say, you don't get to guide without having a journey of your own. <laughs> so, <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's yes. good, right? Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to just hearing like your story and kind of what led you into sound healing. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Well, thank you for, for wanting to know, I guess. Um, and also, I need to let it be known. It's, I don't really share a lot. Like, I haven't been asked mm. and I haven't really told my story a lot. Um, wow. So thank you for asking. And I'm usually on the other side of these these conversations. So, yeah, you know, if there's questions along the way or if I'm not being clear by any means, please jump in and ask. Yeah. Um, and also just honor whatever, and I know I know you will, you're pretty grounded, but just honor like whatever you want to say, whatever you don't want to yeah, say. No, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm an open book, honestly. And yeah. I think this is part of, you know, my work is a, is a listening work. And the mm. other side of that coin is expression. And like, it's sacred, you know, so I'm really um, honored to be able to express and also to listen and share and, um, you know, hopefully people will be able to relate. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> what I, I like, I'm game with whatever, like whatever feels, whatever comes up, whatever feels like, you know what, this kind of feels like a piece of my story. Like this feels like, it. I just, I just think there's so much power in our stories. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even if we could go all the way back, I would say sound. I mean, sound is so huge, right? It is the world and it holds the world together. Um, so for me, my story, I guess it started very early on. Um, like as a child, I was always listening to music and I was always moving my body to it and found such freedom in listening and such healing in how artists could put <laughs> could put sound and music to my expression and what I was feeling inside of me. Mm. And, you know, I didn't exactly, I was raised here um, in the South. I was, I'm from Franklin, Tennessee, a little bit South in Nashville. And like, oh you, gosh, know, you are, wait, like yeah. side note, where did you go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to BGA. My dad was a math teacher there for 40 years. I went to Franklin High and I had a lot of friends at BGA. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to get all sidetracked. Okay. I know, Sorry. but we could. We could go down the whole path. So, we'll do yeah. that. We'll do that later. <laughs> we grew up in a small private community, like a very, just a small sheltered school. And it was, it was, it was wonderful for, um, really pushing myself and learning discipline and all those things. But like, I, I really, I wanted to express myself and I didn't exactly have the tools um, to know how to do that growing up. Mm. And so a lot of my, if you want to call it therapy, <laughs> um, it was found, I found it through music and I, and I found um, safe havens for my emotions through music. Mm. And you know, I wasn't exactly, I, I played sports growing up and, um, you know, my family comes from the, that kind of competitive mindset and like athletics and it's just always what I was pretty much pushed to do. And I was happy to do it because I enjoyed that. But there was a whole side of me, this artistic, um, creative side that was not being, uh, mm. I don't want to say not supported. My, my parents were wonderfully supportive, but they also didn't understand either how to support that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just didn't know like what to do in that zone yeah. probably. Right. Yeah. I didn't. And so I just kind of had to self teach myself 
um, and slowly allow that to expand. And, you know, I went through college. I, um, I went to LSU. I went to a big SEC football school because, mm-hmm. again, it was like, it's all about football here in the South. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why that's why schools start in August yes. and not in September, like the North. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Life down here. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. And like Tennessee football and, and, and school, that was about that's what our life was and sports. Yeah. So I wanted something different. I wanted a big community, something not small and private, you know, and to really spread my wings. And I grew up going to New Orleans a lot too. Like my parents took us there every spring break and the culture down there was so expressive and so artistic. And like, I just really yearned for that kind of culture. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of jumped ship and went down there. Um, And that's really, I I did the whole, the the business thing. I majored in business. I did have a a hunch of like, it would be so, I would love to own like my own record store one day, you know, like I grew up and the great escape and like, yeah, those were where I could really go and feel like myself and feel like home. It was in the, it was in the record stores. Mm. And um, so that was like, Really, the only intuitive hit that I had in college was like, I really would love to to do this or, you know, be some way involved with music, my life. But yeah. I only knew it from a business standpoint because that was what I studied and that's what I learned through school. And, you know, that's all I really knew to do because that's how I was told this is what success means and this yeah. is how you get there. <laughs> right. And, so I did that whole thing and um, I, I graduated and came back to Nashville, started working um, as a catering. I think coordinator. I'm going to pause you really, really, really quick because yeah. like I wasn't going to and then I was like, wait, no, I need to pause. I, I think that's so interesting. So when, how, how old are you? Can I give you like a little like rough? I'll be 37 in October. So I'm 36. Okay. 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 So I'm almost 44. So I feel like, so there was probably like, you know, some internet, like when you were in college and stuff, but I feel like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really to the point where I feel like kids now are just exposed to like, oh, you can do anything. Like if I find music interesting, here's a hundred different ways that I could be involved in music. Imagine. Yeah. Doing that. You know, and it's yes, yes. And it's interesting that you were like, I just know this thing about our record store. I had like I I went to USC and I would like I'd walk past the communications building and I would hear the word graphic design. Like I already I was doing photography. Uh, I didn't go, I didn't major in it, but like I would hear the words graphic design. I didn't know what they meant, but I knew that something was like lit up around just this whatever it was, but it's like, it's similar. It's like, there's no one who was like, here's what you can do. There was no internet. There's no one that like looked, you know, and was like, here's this. And you're just like, it's lit. There's like a pilot light and no one knows about it. And like, no one knows the kindling to put on it. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, it sounds really, it sounded really similar when you were talking, like I just record stores were just like, 
Yeah. It's like, I know the feeling, right? I can relate to yeah. what that is inside of me, but I don't have the external model. Like I don't right. know, you know, right? It's like, you don't know what's possible, what's out there, what could be. It's just like business. <laughs> yeah. 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 Few, you know, there's yeah. some to follow, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what it was. And, you know, I did like coming back and, and getting in the workforce and learning that whole life curve, right? Because that's a whole new learning, I think, at that age when you're in your early 20s. Oh, yeah. For me. Um, it was brutal, man. It was a brutal, like, like, oh, this is my life now. Like, I'm going to be behind this desk for eight hours, five days a week. And, Ugh. you know, my internal artist is like in jail. Like, get me yes. here, you know? And that's really when I, I actually found yoga and I found mm. the practice of it. And um, the for the first time, I think, I started moving my body in these very intentional ways that was mm. so connected to spirit and like so connected to something so so much greater than myself. And that clicked. It was like, oh, this mm. is the same feeling that I had when I listened to music growing up. Like somehow these are connected. Yeah. And that is really that is a whole nother thing, a trajectory changer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it became my survival tactic of getting through that nine to five, well, eight mm. to five, like, Ugh. you know, just like constricted way of, of being. Um, which I can't worked, stand it either. But I can't, couldn't do mm -hmm. it. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. It just time wore on and I couldn't do that anymore. Um, so, it, yeah, yoga really got me into my center, I think, into my heart. Mm. And and gave me the actual modeling that I didn't quite yet have for that creative expression. Um, and that was a big piece. So I ended up, I mean, this is a very, putting this as a, probably a total of like uh, four, four years, something like that, of being in sales and being in wealth management and like just these roles that were very foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, and I left. I, I mean, I got, I lost one of the jobs and then I got fired from the, the next one. <laughs> and uh, I was grateful. I was very grateful. <laughs> You're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, but also terrified because, you know, all those flags of like, oh, I'm failing, you know, mm. I'm lost and I'm failing and I'm, who am I? <laughs> like, what, what yeah. am I going to do with myself? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I, you know? And um, yeah. I just was like, fuck it. <laughs> just yeah. thing to the wind. And I was like, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to study yoga and I'm going to learn how to teach it because like, this is my life now. <laughs> I mean, it was like a, yeah. a very prominent moment of taking a leap, like taking a big leap of faith and completely mm -hmm. changing the path I was on. Because, you know, yeah. I just felt like I had nothing else to lose. Like, what what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Like, I just had yeah. nothing to lose. <laughs> and there was nothing that, and that's part of it. Like, it's none of it's modeled, at, at least, you know, definitely, it, like, then it's becoming more so. But it wasn't really modeled as, like, you can yeah. be financially successful 
And just right. as a creative in general, right? It was like you have to either be like a rock star, yes, or yeah. some like you know super famous painter. And other than that, it's like, well, enjoy your gruel, you right. know, like artists, right? Or like, the, yeah. yeah, just like you're gonna yeah. waste your education. That was a big one. Oh you know? uh, yeah, work you put in, it's just gonna go to waste. Did your parents like? Did you? I don't know if you cared if they had thoughts. Like, did was were your parents involved in any of this transition? Honestly, no. Um, (laughs) I kind of at that point in my life, I I knew where they stood, you know, Mm. and I and I kind of stopped. uh, I don't know if you want to call it stopped, but I didn't exactly go to them for this kind of counsel. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah. I knew what they were going to say. I don't want to make them sound like terrible parents, but like, no, like, yeah. They had that mindset of that generation, you know, yeah. like you got to work your ass off and you're going to, you got to make money and you got to do, you got to be a businesswoman or a doctor, right? Like, that yeah. was like the two. Yeah. And I knew that this kind of talk and, you know, sharing my heart in this way was not going to be received well Mm. so yeah I did that's a lot of wisdom at that you know at that age to be like you know what so grateful to have other models other Mm. people I looked up to in my life my teachers my yoga teachers and yeah you know my friends um and at that time my boyfriend who's now my husband (laughs) oh yay (laughs) yeah oh my god he's been through so much with all of these changes too and yeah. So I did, I was supported in that way. Like I That's knew cool. who my people were, you know. Yeah. Um, so you went and did yoga. So yeah, I moved, went to Hawaii, took a big leap overseas. Oh wow! <laughs> went to, went That's to amazing. An, uh, in Kona and uh, on the Big Island, and lived there for. I wanted an immersive study. I wanted to really live it instead of just do a weekend kind of thing here in Nashville. I like, I really wanted to immerse my life in it. Um, And my goodness, it, it, I certainly did. Like it was a life changing experience, no doubt about it. Um, And I found it like that. That's when, so when the body and the sound came together, like that's when I knew, Oh, this is the thing I've been searching for like my whole life. Mm. And so, you know, when I started diving into the meditation practices and specifically the mantra, when I used my voice mm. um, in connection with this conscious moving and um, intentional practicing, it was like, woof, everything aligned, everything aligned. So that just, that was that, it. Did that, was that like, in the, was that in Hawaii? That was in Hawaii, right? So I was mm-hmm. living there and really spread my, I don't know if I spread my wings, but I found my voice there. You know, I mm-hmm. discovered my truth there, it felt like. And um, I knew I was on to something. Like this was certainly the path that was the right one for me. And then, you know, when it came to coming back, I was quite nervous because I didn't know how to put that transition that had happened internally like into action and into external life, right? Like how I was living as a businesswoman and now I'm coming, what, I'm a yoga teacher now? Like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and so I started kind of 
um, practice teaching, you know, here and there and like practice teaching. And I was getting a few, a few, um, classes, but something just wasn't clicking. Like something Mm -hmm. wasn't, it, it was still feeling very physically driven. Maybe that was just the scene in Nashville at the time, but um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was experiencing in Hawaii. It wasn't Mm. as sacred and dropped in and reverent as it was. It was very physical and power and heat and like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? It was, it was yeah yoga. It was still hustle yoga. It's hustle. And that's great. My goodness. That is an amazing, (laughs) it works wonderfully, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't mine. It wasn't what I was wanting. Yeah. It's yeah, it's still that energy of like, I've got to be doing something and producing something. I have Mm -hmm. to be efficient and heading towards something. Mm. I'm going after the gold, right? Mm -hmm. When I was so much more concerned with like, let's slow it down and let's Mm -hmm. feel all of that juiciness and like, what's going on in your body? (laughs) Like, I wanted to slow down so much. Um, and even with, I mean, there's, there were still slow flow practices and yin and restorative and like, that's where my heart is, you know, mm. like I love that, but there was still something that was like not quite there. And so yeah. I was still a little, I was still doing it and still on my way. And I will never forget, like I was standing in line in a Walgreens, like about uh-huh. to go to a movie. I think I was buying candy to go to a movie. Solid. <laughs> and I saw the uh, magazine, there was a magazine at the front. It was Time. And it had this picture on it of this woman in New York with her like four or five bowls, singing bowls in front of her in a room of people sitting up, just meditating. And she was playing these bowls. And like, I don't know. That is all it took. It was just this image that struck me. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? You know? And I bought the magazine and I read, I devoured the article. And it was about a meditation studio in New York City uh, called Mindful. And so I like looked it up online. (laughs) I mean, and then I saw they were offering this sound meditation teacher training um, for that upcoming winter. And I like did it again. I dropped everything to move up there. <laughs> so wow. Oh, That's my amazing. It's so unreal to me. It is so unreal and wild. Like, I don't know. I, cosmic in energy, like, like, the imprint that we come in with, whatever it is, like you saw a picture of something you didn't know intellectually in your brain, what was happening. And you were like, I must now buy this magazine and follow it wherever it leads me. Like, And there's no logical reason to do any of that. And it's just, it's crazy to me Mm -hmm. that we, that like, that we're that we just get and all of us do like it, these things are there for all of us if we yes. notice them. Absolutely, I and love that you were just like Time Magazine. Lead me. <laughs> it's like, so 
insane. I mean, I felt, I was like, what is, it was so loud inside of me. Mm. It was such a yes. It was so hard to ignore. And I didn't even know what it was. Like I just, it's like the words didn't, hadn't formed. And all I knew is that I had to be there. I had to be studying that and I had to be there. I had to be in a, in a community that was doing that. And like, it was not happening here at that time. Yeah. So that was that. And like, what'd your boyfriend say? Who's now (laughs) traveled around? (laughs) We're going again. I mean, like, even now to this day, every time I say, like, so, so I read this thing or like, so I this idea or, you know, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, God, he's like bracing himself. But he's always, he's never said, he's never, like, discouraged it. And even yeah. from that from that day on, I mean, he never has. And he, he was like, all right, how do we make this happen? He's like, how do we do this? And, you know, it it was amazing what aligned and all the synchronicities, how easy it was, like mm. getting there, finding a room there, like literally in walking distance of where the training went in that studio was. And like, I knew the guy that sublet me that, uh, that room in his apartment and like just everything from that point on was all I had to do was keep saying yes. And it was just like, here you go. Here you go. And I mean, that next two years that I spent in New York was like on it feel I still look back on that time and and feel like it was a dream. Like mm. every day felt like a gift. Like I had to work my ass off. I had to hold down three, four jobs, waiting tables, and teaching the front desk of a teaching, holding the front desk position of you know yoga studios and Pilates studios, and like. But then I also got this beautiful experience of putting into practice what I had learned. Was the training two years or did you end up just staying there? I stayed. So it was, the training was six months and my teacher kind of took me under um, when it was over because she knew I I came in from a different state and I wanted to stay and get practice. Like I wanted to study with her and she, oh my God, what a gift. Like she just brought me on, let me come with her to all that she was doing. And I'm talking like, Madison Square Garden sound baths and <gasps> like um, working festivals. There was, it was called something like Luna Festival at Governor's Island and just unimaginable experiences that I was able to get from such an early, like so early on that she mm. is, you know, she was doing then. I mean, it was so big in New York. Wow. It was just unheard of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I stayed to get that experience and I'm so thankful that I did that. But yeah, it wasn't easy by any means. It was very hard, but it was like so rewarding and like that's what I've been wanting. That's what I had been wanting. I wanted yeah. to like really be living in that way. Mm-hmm. That is what my heart was telling me for all those yeah. years. And it's like it yeah. finally and what brought you back from Hawaii? Did you say that? Like, what made you leave Hawaii? Honestly, they, they asked me to stay. They were like, uh-huh. 
because <laughs> it was an ashram that I was working on and I was learning from. And they were, you know, it was such, it was so resonant, those practices. I have to that- be honest. I don't actually know what an ashram is, even though oh, I've probably heard the term hundreds of times at this point. No, it's, 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 I mean, there's not, it's exactly probably what you would think it is. It's just like a spiritual um, place where you're, you're pretty much, your work, you're, you're working and paying for yourself through service. So it's it. like, okay. I don't want to call it free, but if you ever want like refuge, you can go there. And as long Got as it. you work your stay, you can stay, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a very communal way of living and teaching Got and it. practicing. I mean, we were up every morning at five doing meditation practices. And then again at 5 p.m. Like we, it was a beautiful way of living and learning to, um, mm. you know, respect your body and community and work and yeah. see. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not done that way everywhere. <laughs> right. Like at every yoga training, it's, it's, um, different everywhere. But so they yeah. did, they offered me a place, um, to stay there and work the grounds and live there and teach. And like, they had this beautiful deck that overlooked the Pacific and like, Mm. just unreal, you know, and I was tempted. I was really tempted. I'm sure. (laughs) But you know, I had a family, I had my, my, my man and my dog, and like, Mm. my life was here, you know, and there was something about stepping into my life, um, knowing how hard that would be to live this way here mm. and how easy it would have been to have just stayed, you know, stayed on the cave, stayed on the mountain. Right. Like yeah. you don't really have to do much work there, but here it's like, Oh my God, the work is everywhere. It's, it's mm-hmm. all around me. So that was a conscious choice of like, how do I make this? How do I integrate what I've learned and what I feel so aligned and resonant with into my life? here. Yeah. And I yeah. Mean, I'm still living that question to this day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Day. I understand that. Yes. Yeah. And I th- I think I think there's like I mean, you know, everyone's path is different and everyone's called to do different things, but kind of that, you know, if we take that into a little bit more of a metaphor, the coming down from the mountain, it's like, you know, we can all be peaceful in our rooms, you know, with candles lit and, you know, the, the deep breaths and meditation. And we tell people to leave us alone, but how do we blow the candles out and open the door and bring it with us? Yes. Yes. And that is, that's like everything that I try, I try to teach and, and guide with and instill, you know, through Mm -hmm. the practice of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So you came back from New York. So yeah, so came back from New York. My goodness, um, that's when things really started started rolling. I had been coming mm-hmm. back once a month from New York, flying in to see the fam and my friends and the boyfriend. So was your boyfriend here the whole time? Here the whole time. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's. We're both quite independent and that like we have our work and we have but our work is also our passion and so I think in that way it works very well for us and how we connect 
can communicate. But um, I was flying back once a month to be here. And also while I was doing that, I was able to start sharing my sound practice in community um, at yoga, te- yoga studios that I had taught at and like people who were open to it. And so that was really mm-hmm. cool, just kind of mm-hmm. starting to spread my wings and be in that leader role in that way. Um, so then I, I kind of built myself a little padding for when I did move back. Um, I could kind of lean more into those events and those mm-hmm. workshops I was already doing and kind of expand, start to expand them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I did. But that was also the time that we started our family and like, <laughs> mm. you know, started having babies and like, oof, it's yeah. just a whirlwind. <laughs> Yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two kids. And two? Yeah, they're four and a half and two and a half now. Oh, yeah. That is the thick of it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it felt very challenging um, mm-hmm. to kind of finally find, you know, what I'm supposed to do on this earth and like literally start it from the ground up while also starting a family. I mean, my goodness, it just felt like, oh, this is a lot. It's a lot. lot. Yeah. Hashtag kids. (laughs) Right? Yes. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, I want to be present for you. And I am pulled over here. And I don't, like, I do and I don't buy the, uh, if I'm doing what I love, I'm being the best mom ever. <laughs> like, Oof. yeah, it's, 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 it's not black and white because I know there are plenty of times my kids would be like, honestly, I do not give a fuck about what you want to do in this world. I just yes. want to play Uno with you. Like, <laughs> me or now. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, and I also, know that if they grew up and thought that I have to just be at home and be attentive to my kids because that's what my mom did, mm-hmm. that would not be good. And I have some, I have some friends who, um, I'm thinking of one in particular who like had a mom who did that and, and, she, and she doesn't do that. Like she has her own business and she does really well and it's her own. Um, and she's, I think just thinks like, I wonder what my mom, like, basically, like, I wonder what my mom's longings were. Oh, right. You I know? Mean, yeah. Yes. It's, I yeah. could never, like, I just, it's not in me to do that, to live that way and be, and be a good, Same. like, now, if I did that, I would certainly not be a good mom. If I didn't have. Oh, same. Oh, I would be the worst mom. <laughs> would be, oh, like, yeah. Whoa. Um, and it does make me wonder about like all of our, like, you know, so many mothers who have literally just stopped their lives to do that, you know? Yeah. And that is, that's what they want to do. And that's so amazing. That's your path. But it's, Mm -hmm. I do feel like we get that messaging of like, even if it's not your path, here you go. Um, Mm -hmm. It does make me wonder. It does. It's like, I know my mom had more longing, as you put it, um, mm-hmm. for her life. 
weeks, I think. But yeah, it's just amazing how that really does. It's it's a lot to move through right now, you know, mm-hmm. just in any circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely learned that like, you know, like, I don't know, like, yes, there are times when they're like, I would prefer you to hang out with me right now. And I'm like, well, I can't at this moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm, the more that I lean into what lights me up and the more that I like explore what my soul is asking for and its expression, like the absolute more joy I bring to my kids. Yeah. I just I just walk into the other room and just grab them and I'm just like, oh, what are you doing today? I love you. You know, and they're 13 and 10. I'm talking to them like they're kids because I'm just like, I love you so much. And if I wasn't Yeah. Yeah. You just feel like fulfilled and you're full and you're like and and they feed each other, you know, like when I feel so present with you and like I'm so connected to my kids and you know, they're at the point now where we have like discussions and yeah, I've got an eighth grader and it's like, you know, we talk about a lot and then it's like, oh, and and then I can take that energy and like move it into my work and then the energy from my work and like move it back there. And it just, it becomes, it's not always perfect. I mean, you know, sounds, I'm making it sound a lot more, you know, round and rosy and it has some jagged edges sometimes, but, um, but I think that, I think that's a really beautiful thing to, to find, you know? It's been the greatest gift. I mean, to this is what, you know, when I talked earlier about not having that model of like understanding what was available and, mm-hmm. and supporting where I wanted to go, it's like I can give them a model, you know, and that to me, yes, it's like I want to be living my most aligned life so that they know that they can live their most aligned life, however yes. that's going to you know? It's yes. Like, it's a gift to them. And I love that shift. Sorry, go ahead. Finish what you want to say. No, that's, that's really it. Because, you know, I have a, I'm, I work through guilt a lot mm. and a lot of shame around the mother role. And mm. every time I fall into that spiral, I'm like, no, you know what? You gotta, you have to honor your, your inner voice here and what you're doing because you're showing them, you're showing your daughter how to honor her voice when she you know, comes into this, this phase of life. And it's like, that's what I want. I want them to be able to listen to their, their truth and not like what's put on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that shift. I feel like there's a shift that's really important that I want to state in what you said, because I think I'm also in the world, like I'm in, I, I kind of straddle two different worlds and you probably similarly with your, you know, business background and stuff. It's like, I'm also in this world of like uh, content creation and and courses and right, like online courses and online memberships, right? And like understanding that and and all that. Mm-hmm. And then also this like you know the spiritual world of like grounding and slowing down and listening to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many women just you know just in the kind of more hustle version of it, yes. and and then that is like my kids are going to see me succeed and go for it. And then they'll know. And like Mm -hmm. they, yes, yes. But they're also seeing you sacrifice a lot for it. But you Mm -hmm. said, you said my kids watching me live my most aligned life. And that Mm -hmm. is totally different from like 
I'm just pushing through and I'm not sleeping, you know, and mm. I'm trying to make the biggest empire I can, you know, right. and I, you know, I'm probably exaggerating in some areas for effect, but, yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. story culture puts, you know, that's yeah. the story. And like, yeah. that's kind of what I'm all about is how do we undo that? How do we reverse that? Because it's in the slowness and it's in the, the feminine, you know, that we're going to, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is actually the juice. It's where the juice is, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we don't want to like miss our lives. Yeah. But if that is what aligns, great. <laughs> you know, it's like, I right. think it's all what's, what's your value and how yeah. do you want to live? And like, what's, what honors your truth? And it can yeah. be so different for so many people. Yeah. I think since we're on the motherhood thing for a second, because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it feels it feels kind of similar. I think one of the things for me that it sounded that I was kind of talking about at the beginning a little bit where things weren't modeled, I also mm-hmm. feel like things weren't seen. Ooh. Yeah. So I like I asked for my first camera when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I got my first camera and I, I was raised in New Jersey. And so like you were, if you weren't hundred percent Catholic, you were like partially Catholic. And yeah. so I like, I did confirmation. And when you do, when you confirmation eighth grade, you get a shit ton of money. So I had 500 bucks and I went and I bought darkroom equipment and my parents let me turn our laundry room into a darkroom. Mm. And I would go home at lunch. I could, I could leave school for lunch. So I would walk home at lunch and develop photos. And I would go back to school and they would be decidedly green or blue, but I'd be like, look what I did. Like, it was amazing. And I always took pictures. I was like taking photos for a high school yearbook and I took photos of my friends. But ever since I was little, I said I wanted to be an actress. And so I always said that, but what I spent my time doing was taking photos. But, and so I went to college for theater. My senior year, I finally enrolled in a photography course, but I was, um, then I got a lead in our main stage play and had to drop it. So I never took a photography course. And then like when I got out of college, I was like, there's a photo of me on set in college holding my Canon camera. Like, and no one ever said to me, look, I know this feels really big, but I would like to mirror back to you what I see you doing, like what I see you spending your time doing, you know? And it feels kind of similar. Like if -hmm. someone was like, and like, I see this music thing, like Mm -hmm. I see you with it, you know? And so I think for me, one of my things now, now I'm taking on this, the, this, like now I have this wording for what you said of my kids watching me live my most aligned life, but I also watch what they do and where they spend their time. Yes. You know? Oh, so that's how I feel. It's like we get the opportunity now this time around to yeah. see a different way mm-hmm. and to hold up the mirror to them in ways that, you know, maybe our parents didn't know how to do or our, yeah. you know, so it's just, it is cool that we get, it's so hard. And it's also like, what a gift you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do it differently. For yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, try to, yeah. That like they're the greatest teachers, you know, like I feel yes. like, I, a lot. I'm like, yeah, they really, they really are. <laughs> and by saying the greatest teachers, it means they're the most triggering. The most triggering. 
Like, let's be honest about what teacher means. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and sweetly tell you. It's like, whoo, they get, they just press all the buttons without Mm -hmm. even knowing, you know, without even recognizing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess I gave triggering just a straight bad rap, but also like the wonder and the joy and the presence, you know, yeah. Without the other, you know, just don't get it's yeah. not a one-way ticket, but yeah. oh, for sure, the one, all of those things makes yeah. it such a such a joy. Yeah. So, how was it? So, are you kind of responsible for like a lot of the sound bowl movement in Nashville? This is what <laughs> this is sounding like. I mean, I it's what I don't know. You could, I don't really kind of, yeah, huh? Not to claim. I'm not gonna claim. Did you? <laughs> You like went to the lands beyond and like brought back like sound I mean, yeah. salvation. <laughs> yeah, that was in it was in 2017, and so mm-hmm. I've been doing it since then. And yeah. little by little, yeah, it's grown and exploded, and um, it really is everywhere now. I mean, I've certainly had a hand in that, though. I started training and doing it here um, after I did. See, I kind of. You know, it's one of those it's one of those arts that can be easy to exploit. And I had so much mm. um, oh, reverence around the practice that I mm. I really felt a calling to protect it and at least like do what I could to protect it and teach it the way it needs to be in my mind taught. Yeah. Uh, so I did start doing that, and I've. And I've held mentorships and trainings around it. And like, yeah, it's, it's rolling now here. <laughs> it's rolling. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful, it's just been a beautiful tr- like journey, honestly. Um, just to, to kind of look back, to pause and look back has been wild. Like, I can't believe that was, what, six years ago? Like, that's, it feels literally like yesterday still. Just like New York and Hawaii, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. So list, yeah. like, I, I mean, I know some of the things, but obviously like for listeners and just to fill me in on all the details, like list every, like everything that's going on now for you. Oh, wow. So yeah, now, um, gosh, I, I've got a studio now. I mean, I have a space in East Nashville that it's called Sound, Mind and Body. It's lovely. And it kind of happened by accident over there. <laughs> um, I was working out of my, I'm in my home office now, and I was kind of working out of here for little private sessions that people would book with me or one-on-one sessions with sound therapy. And um, then I started doing the trainings. And uh, one year, I guess a couple years ago now, it I got like 10 people wanting to sign up. And I mean, the training, the the mentorship is, it's a pretty deep dive. I mean, it was like a nine month program and I knew that this was not enough space. And so I just happened to be going over to East Nashville one day for a crystal. I was like going to search for a crystal and I saw this, like literally driving on Gallatin, saw the sign of this building, this old home that was like for lease, commercial lease. Mm over and called the guy and like he came over I mean it was literally done in like 30 minutes wow <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's he, amazing it was one of those things of like saying yes and here you go 
Um, and so that happened and I, I signed a lease on it so that I could have space for that training group for us to study in and practice together. That's so and cool. yeah, that was, that was over a year ago and, and it's that the, the whole training ended and then, you know, I just kind of started doing public classes and letting teachers that I had trained teach the classes mm. and they are now it's still, still going. People are coming. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now that's, I mean, and that's been such a, oh, it's been a lot. It's been, it's taken, it's like another baby, you know, like starting a physical brick and mortar business is really, it's a, it takes a lot of energy and it's time consuming and it's, um, yeah, you gotta have all your T's and T's crossed and I's dotted and stuff like yeah. that. Do you so feel, feel like, I'm sorry. Do you yeah, feel no like problem. do you feel like your business education has helped you? So yeah, it's <laughs> wild that it's come back into play. And yeah. it's almost like, wow, I'm so grateful that I am able to use that part of myself. And it like turns out like that's helped me tremendously mm-hmm. navigate the past year and like the choices and even just having a foundation of how to start it, you know, and like what I need to do and what needs to happen. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I would have been so lost without that education. So yeah, yeah I do feel like that's, I feel like play. that's, I feel like, I feel like I've heard a lot of people that are just like, I feel like it's a kind of a common thing to be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to get a business degree. And I feel yeah. like that's really kind of smart. Like yeah. even, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. If you don't know exactly what it is, you know, that you want to do. Yeah. You have a hunt. Like that's going to help you no matter what field you're in. I feel like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Finances and business management. Yeah. Totally. I love totally. it. I love that it's like, actually, now that I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that this step one was going to be like, yeah. And probably just like in running your Yes, running your business, managing the money, like managing the way you run it. Oh yeah. And I mean I have I have help and but see that's the thing. It's like I know where I needed the help and I've mm. known to find the help, you know, and it's it's like I still need help because my I really want to retain all of my energy for my work, which is not at all business, you know, but I have to be able to understand and do the business. So it's been a lot of that balancing act um, that I'm just now kind of getting to the point where I can, I can trust um, that it's on a path that I can keep going in so that I can kind of start diving into to more things of like where I want to be and where my heart is and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It might be on an accounting page, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you do do you do sound baths for your kids? You know, I I did a lot more when they when my stuff was here and I was using this mm. home office because they would come in here a lot and we would play around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I honestly I don't keep a lot here because of how fragile the uh, the bowls in particular are. Mm. <laughs> um, but the tuning forks they love. We do that all the time. It's such a quick and easy practice of like, you know, I'll have them 
kind of tap the forks and hold them to their ears. And then we all hum together. And like, mm -hmm. it's so helpful for regulating little bodies, you know, I their bet. nervous systems. Yeah, it's great. That actually, I all of a sudden I was like, oh, I know what I should ask, <laughs> which would be, can you explain kind of like the benefits of like the bowls oh, yeah. and, the, and the tuning forks and like kind of the tools you use? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can nerd out on this all day, but Do yeah, it. it's a, <laughs> um, basically what the instruments, I mean, it's, they're different, right? It's like when we use these instruments, they're different. It's not like pianos and guitars. Mm -hmm. um, they have so many overtones working through them, like in the tuning forks and in the singing bowls that it's kind of, it's working with your body on the receiving end. You're on the receiving end. It's kind of working with your brain and your body to recalibrate, you know, um, like kind of, if you think about an airplane on a, on a trajectory of getting from A to B and like the point, the path it needs to travel, it's like, it will go off the path a lot, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it has these systems to bring it back into alignment. And so mm. that's kind of what sound in a healing manner is doing with human bodies. It's like you have probably, once you've veered off of your regulated path, mm -hmm. it's a tool to help bring you back into yourself. So and how does it do that? <laughs> well, there's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of hype around the word frequency these days, but, mm -hmm. uh, Frequency um, is is a healing component for sure. A lot of it is is intention and mm -hmm. um, being held by a guide by another. You know, this is where the work comes into play of a sound practitioner or a sound healer, however you want to put that. Um, having another there with you is like it makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That to me is a healing component that can't be matched um with headphones and it's mm -hmm. like this human element that's that's alive in the moment there that um it makes it a lot more impactful but you it's do, really yeah. down you know the instruments themselves are slowing your brain down it's it's your brainwave mm -hmm. activity is, is slowing down and therefore yeah, does it activate different brain waves it does it it kind of um it's a shifting if you want to think mm -hmm. of it in because we're all coming in, like if, if it was a group experience, let's say we're all coming in with different states and like we're at different places in our brains, in our bodies. But no matter kind of where everyone is, the bowls, the forks, the intention of the space holder, it's all intended to bring everything down and regulate mm -hmm. and come into a homeostasis. And so, you know, for somebody that's experiencing a very high brainwave state, it could even be just one level below that. Or for someone experiencing that's already relaxed, it could just feel the same way throughout. Mm. So it just, it, regardless, kind of an overall thing that's happening is that it's slowing down your brainwaves and it's, it's kind of, um, it's touching in on your, your parasympathetic nervous system and engaging that rest and digest state mm -hmm. within your body. Mm. I love that it's called a sound bath 
because my experience is absolutely feeling like encased by the sound, like especially the bowls. Like it just really feels like I'm wrapped in it. Yeah. Um, the tone, like the tonality and the way that it like reverberates. I don't, I don't know if I have like all the right words, but that's what it feels like. Um, do you, and I know, I know there's different, like you have some very pretty bowls, like you have a pink bowl and like some colors. Is there a difference in the colors? Is that what it's made from? I'm just very curious because I just see like white sets like on Amazon, but then right. there's like these like beautiful. Yeah. Yes. What's these the difference are- in the bowls? <laughs> um, uh-huh. These are actually, uh, it's a, it's a line. It's, you know, you kind of have like your low shelf, medium shelf and top shelf crystal bowls but mm. these are like the top shelf of the crystal bowl world you could say and um, they're called crystal tones company mm. and they're out of salt lake and they're the highest they're like the most resonant crystal singing bowl wow. on the market and the way that these bowl i also sell these by the way <laughs> uh shameless plug. Um, oh yeah it's because though it's such a difference in those white bowls that you see on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. their resonance is clear. Like your body knows the difference. Um, you can hear the difference and their tones and how long they hold their note. But what makes them colorful are they call them alchemy bowls because they are mm-hmm. alchemized with different crystals. So they all have a quartz crystal base, mm. but they are mixed and alchemized with other crystals that may change their color, right? So, oh, that's like, cool. have, and you know, of course, the more alchemies you put in there, the higher in price they go, and also the higher in quality they are. Um, mm. Wild how you can really tell a difference in in the sound. But you know, I've got like a um, like a rose quartz bowl that's pink, you know, because it's it's rose quartz. It's made of yeah. rose. Quartz. um there's there's just countless um crystals and combinations of them in the bowls and so they all have a different tone like they all have it's an a or a b sharp or a c or a d and they're all in different um registers but yeah they they come they're just so beautiful and they're unique they're like one of a kind too so you'll never be able to find a nine oh, inch wow. um a note that's made out of moldavite um you won't find two of those the exact same frequency wow. or no so they're really oh, wow. like priceless in this way and they're also they're like beings like i don't even consider them <laughs> it's like when one breaks i have i have i have to grieve it like it's um yeah they're like little because oh. they all have their own energetic signature and they're so powerful. Um, and on the same note though, it's like, that's not the work of this art. It, those are the space holders and they, they help guide, but the real work, you know, is in the receiver and like what's happening inside of you when you hear them, mm-hmm. how you receive them. Um, like that's mm-hmm. where the real magic is. Yeah. So, there's a lot. There's a lot in the bowl world. <laughs> there's a lot to learn, but it's there's so also cool. it's very simple. 
<laughs> yeah, right. It's it's yeah. pretty unique. In how I love this it. This is a thing. Can you and how can you talk about the? Sorry, can you can you talk? Sometimes we have like a delay on this, and then it just sounds like I'm a terrible interrupter, and I can be a little bit of one, but I feel like sometimes the delay makes it sound awful. Um, can you talk about the tuning forks too? Because like when I and I I told you this, but when my husband and I were there in um, in April, we just did like a couples thing, and you use the tuning forks, and I hadn't really been in one with the tuning forks, and I guess you were kind of moving it like around, but there was, it was the craziest thing. Like you hit the tuning fork and you didn't touch it to me. It was just the, just the Mm -hmm. sound that it made. And there was this spot like on my chest, like below my right, below like my left side collarbone. That was just Mm -hmm. like, it like lit up. And I was like, what? And I thought it was maybe just like weird timing. And then as the tuning fork, like quieted, you hit it again and it like turned it back on in my chest. And I was like, what is here? I really, I wanted to be like, okay, husband leave and another hour. Like, what do we need to do? (laughs) I was so fascinated by that. So tell me about the tuning forks. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, it's a whole world. It's like a whole world in the tuning forks. They were designed by one of my teachers, Dr. John Bilyeu, and he, they're called biosonics. And he designed them off of the mathematics of the human body and the way that they work is in relationship with each other. So there are two different kinds, right? There's the kind of Uh tuning fork that you can literally put on a body, much Mm -hmm. like you'll see if a doctor is trying to find like broken bones, they'll do that. Okay. Their Mm -hmm. initial use actually. But then there's the kind where you can you have, they work in relationships. So in mathematics and in music, you have something called the perfect fifth, which is the relationship between like a C and a G. Let's say the notes, there's five, right? Between those two. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) when, when you tap, there are different combinations and different frequencies of forks that you can use together that when they're tapped, different parts of the body can speak. Like they will be, they will, it's wild. It almost never goes without someone saying something about the tuning forks in a sound bath because a part of their body is like either kind of screaming and like talking to them like, whoa, this is a weird feeling or it's like it soothes a ringing in the ear or Mm. It, I can feel my hand again to where I couldn't feel it before. It's just wow. wild the accounts that come from those tuning forks, but it's because they are literally created from the way the body is built. And so they're healing in this homeopathic way. And like maybe what you were feeling, I don't know, do you have any story with that part of your body ever before? Like, have you ever felt? Anything. I mean, it, it's like, it's, uh, it's right around, it was probably right around where I had this like, um, biopsy, mm-hmm. uh, forever ago, like a couple of years yeah. ago, it was a whole mess. See, it's, it's always yeah. something like that, like maybe yeah. like either a past broken bone or surgery, or mm. it's just an, it's wild how that's kind of like 
speaking in that way, it's bringing up these these old wounds or these old like scars even. And yeah, just kind of moving it through. It's coming through. That's so interesting. I'm like, I need to get back in. It really yeah. is the whole world of, of education and just in the tuning forks alone because there's different kinds and, oh, you can just really go down a rabbit hole there. I love that it's like, like you don't have your record shop, but you like have your music shop. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels like that. Yeah. It, it does. And I love like, just the education. I've really found, I love educating and, and working with people and learning about these tools and how accessible they really are to each of us. You know, you don't have to be able to play a, a guitar or a piano, you know, you can just like yeah. understand and learn how to tap a bowl and how to listen to it. And it's yeah. the same thing. I still really want to, I like, there hasn't been like a good time. And I know I mentioned this to you before, but it's on my list to like learn some bowls. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to teach. I don't want to like lead a whole thing, but I would love to just do it for my family or even like my daughter and her friends. Like they're, it's so, you know, eighth grade middle school is just like, oh, you know, and then they come in to my office, which, you know, you can see it. I've got this dark green wall and I have a little, um, I have a little table where I've got like some crystals in my incense and candles. And like, sometimes they'll come in, they'll be like, Oh, what, what is it? Like, this is so cool. Like, what do you do? And and then one of them was here the other day and I have a small, a small crystal bowl that just holds crystals. Like uh-huh. it's just a small crystal bowl and it's got like three little crystals in it. And one of them was like, is this like one of those, like, things that you tap and it like makes the noise. And I was like, no. I was like, are you talking about sound bowls? She's like, oh, I did that one time and it was amazing. And I was like, I would love to just be like Sailor. My daughter's name is Sailor. I'd love to just be like Sailor. Do you guys want to like, like, do you just want to sit in here? Or like my youngest can get anxiety and just be like, do you just want to like come sit and just. That's the thing. I mean, it should be a bigger thing you know, yeah. schools and like, yes. so regulating for a kid to just sit yeah. and play and play a bowl. I mean, much. Yes. I think they would love to learn it. Just to learn. And I mean, it can yeah. be simple and it doesn't have to be a thousand dollar crystal tones bowl, you know, like it can yeah. be a yeah. bowl or like anything. It's just yeah. such a, cause it is, it's intriguing and it's, yeah. Um, there's something about it that's very, it's, it's like it draws you in to it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that would be fun. We can do that. <laughs> I know, we need to do that. I actually really think, I don't, I, my youngest would either, I don't know how she'd feel about it, but I do feel like um, Sailor, who was in the thing, I think she would have fun learning it too. And like having yeah. like a bowl or two in her room. I think she would really just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so fun. That's what I love. Like I love working with, especially families and like parents oh, come wow. want a bowl for the family. Like it's such a beautiful yeah. way to connect with each other. And like that's a good know. Christmas idea for like anyone who's like, what's a Christmas <laughs> idea that's not like junk or like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. so you know, like something that would just be like actually a beautiful, really cool thing. I yeah. feel like that'd be a really cool Christmas gift. Christmas gift ideas. 
Who knew? One, um, a couple who came in and they wanted something, they wanted a bowl for the center of their kitchen table. And so that every night before at dinner, they could sit down and tap it. And like each one could speak about their day <gasps> in this oh, inner room. I love that. Just oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. If every, yeah. if every household had that, now that would, we would see a changed world. Yeah. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, we've hit over our hour, which is, I just kind of set it as an hour basically. Cause like that's slightly my energetic capacity. So yes. It's not like, it's not like podcasts are an hour. We, I talked about that on one once. So I was like, I was like, no, I could talk longer. I just get like with the screen and the headphones and the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh now it's time yeah. for some tea. Yeah. Let's go relax. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But tell, this has been so delightful. Tell, okay. I'll put all the links in the show notes, but if you also just kind of want to let people know where they can find you, how they can work with you, because I think you have some online offers too. Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I started an online membership actually for sound, sound baths, sound meditations oh. from your home, the comfort of your home. Um, it's called the round window, but it's, mm. you can find everything on my website, which is ansensingsound.com. Um, or you can go to soundnashville.com and that's more of the studio offerings. You can learn about the space. Um, I'm trying to create and add community there. So like, I'm really trying to push people to rent the space and like it's brilliant. Come in, offer your, offer your workshop. Like, you know, it's just, I really would love to build that, but yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. So you can find everything on the website, but I certainly appreciate it. And yeah, I I have to make a last statement because I cannot believe I have gone this long without saying one of the things that I was so like bowled over by initially is your last name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Sensing and sensing. I was like, every once in a while, I will meet someone and I'll be like, you are clearly supposed to do what you're doing because you were so named <laughs> like this way. And like sensing is just like, duh. It's the best. It's like the best. And I, I went my whole life not knowing, you know, like it wasn't a thing until I did the, like until things started aligning a few years ago. And now yeah. everyone's like, is that your real last name? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was like, like there's a, there was a vet. Um, uh, the guy who started the vet, the veterinarian office where we go, uh, his name is Dr. Pals. Oh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And then when our old dog had like eye issues and we went to the doctor there, her name was Dr. Wolf. And um, I was just like, I don't know you guys. I was like, you're clearly doing what you're supposed to be doing. Cause your names really match up. Like don't ever do anything else. And then I and then then I start analyzing my name and I'm like, why don't I have like a? And then my maiden name, my maiden name is a German name. It's heart tongue, like heart and tongue. And then I was like, I was like, maybe maybe it means like something around my voice and my heart, like connection. So I'm like, maybe there's something in there. Big time. I mean, look at (laughs) what we're doing right now. 
That's true. That's true. That's true. I have to, have to go back to my maiden name so everyone can put it together. <laughs> well, oh, I appreciate you and just for the ask and to be here. It's been a great, great conversation. I was so excited to have you on and hearing your story is just, it's, it's been delightful. And to just kind of, I just feel like, I feel like this particular conversation, like we just, we had pause and we had time to kind of go into pieces of it. And yeah, they really enjoyed it. Me too. too. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that. If you've been enjoying the Create Beautifully podcast and you haven't let yet left what (laughs) left a review um it would be a magical amazing surprise to just wake up to a new glowing review uh so if you have a moment to do that that would be incredible if you want to check out Anne and what she has to offer and maybe check her out online and listen to some of her stuff check out the show notes and as always create beautifully